When I think of pan-fired, I think of scallops or fish. I don't think of tea. On this, our fifth episode of Expertise, Simon and I try the Colombian pan-fired green tea, organic. Good morning, Jim. Simon. What have you brought us today? Well, today's tea is different for us. We have both made it clear that we are not (laughs) the biggest fans of green tea, so I bring us again another green tea. This the Colombian pan-fired green tea. For those of you health conscious, this is an organic tea. And it provides the following description. A fresh vegetal aroma, reminiscent of newly cut grass. We know, oh, how, much, we know yes. how much we love the smell of cut grass. <laughs> Introduces this outstanding green tea offering from Colombia. Long, wiry leaves produce a pale gold liquor. Whatever that is. That hints of that's sugared... They, that's what they call the brood. Liquor. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not alcohol, because... Dang it. Okay. I, I don't um, do the alcohol. That hints of sugared tropical fruit, ooh, that's a tall order, embraced by a full buttery mouthfeel. Mmm. Man, they're setting us up. Um, a gentle hint of evergreen lends a clean, crisp quality to the finish. How do you feel about that? I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Yes. You're, you seem determined to drag me kicking and screaming into the upper echelons of, of tea appreciation. Sure. Yes. <laughs> you, you have found me out. I am. Yeah, this tea um, is the first that we have, have brewed that will not brew at boiling temperature. So I brought in my fancy temperature differentiating... Um, pot that will allow us to boil to 170 degrees, which is what is required, and it only steeps for two to three minutes. Wow. I know. There better be a lot of flavor in there, because normally I'm, I'm like, well, I'll just brew it longer to make sure I get plenty of flavor, so. Yeah, and now here... I, we'll go I, by the book. I am... Simon can vouch for the fact that the seal has just been broken, so we will do our initial smell test. Oh, I get to go first because I love the grass clippings. There's a hint of grass clippings in there. Yeah, it smells like mildew. <laughs> wow. I know. I want to smell it. Okay, let my assistant. What do you think? Peter just. I'm, I don't think it smells of mildew. It definitely has. There's, there's, an earthy, there's definitely there's an earthy cut grass. There's an earthy cut yeah. grass feeling. The last thing I will note before we steep our tea is that this is a very expensive tea because it is pan fired, and we'll talk more about what that is. Um, we when, shall when we do our taste test. Very well. How about we put the kettle on that? Sounds wonderful. Well, Jim, 
I have a cup of tea in front of me. As do I. I see the golden liquor. Um, before we taste the tea, I would point out so that... I point out I've seen stronger urine samples. But don't boach. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we, we uh, Simon and I would like to point out that we have given this tea um, every possible favor we could. I think we probably did almost two times the amount recommended. We steeped it for the full three minutes. We just used the entire We just used the entire sample, which makes this by far the most expensive tea that we have done so far at about um, $1.50 a glass. It says it should be... 113 a cup. So we came out pretty close. There might be one more cup yeah. in here. So shall we? Um, we shall. Shall we give it a whirl? Your good health, sir. Hmm. Well, it doesn't have the edge that normally makes me not like green tea. So that's good. This is one you have to kind of let it sit in your mouth for a little bit. It does not... I don't get an instant taste reaction. Right. I'm pleased to report that the, the aroma of the brewed tea no longer has any of that mowed grass, cut grass. This is going to sound disgusting. <laughs> Well, I already went to urine samples. So. How is this first setup? I, in the introduction to this episode, I commented that when I think of pan-fired, um, I think of scallops or fish. And my initial smell reaction to this is a little bit of fish. I know that sounds weird, but I do... It does, but we still love you. Okay. You, okay. <laughs> I'm it not does that. You, you're not getting that? No. Hmm. What am I? Yeah, I don't know what I'm getting. With of course, we're we're still early in our uh, tea expertise journey, so I'm not getting the cut grass. I'm no, not, uh, I definitely I like the look of the pale gold liquor. I completely agree with that. Yeah, they. I would agree. They it, got it's, that it's, right. It's aesthetically pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm searching for those hints of sugared tropical fruit. Mm-mm. I am going to agree. I wouldn't normally have used these, this term, but the full buttery mouthfeel, it, it, yes. it's pleasant to drink. The, the texture of the, the tea is very pleasant. Yeah, you know, when both of us are probably, we both tend to be more on the black tea side. So... As somebody who puts milk in their tea to combat the bitterness, I think one thing as somebody who drinks a lot of black tea, you always kind of battle that it can be bitter. Whereas mm-hmm. this definitely goes down very easy. You right. know. So that is very pleasant to drink. Uh, and it, it, it doesn't taste like, maybe I've, you know, I've had relatively few green teas before we started our adventure, but uh, green tea was always... I, I didn't, 
not quite an antiseptic taste, but a very strong taste. It just just was not pleasant. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, we should we should have pointed this out right away. Neither Simon nor I spit this tea out, so we know it scored more than a one. It scored more than a one. I, you know, as you kind of commented that I, I, I could probably go with the full buttery mouthfeel. The more I drink it, I'm slightly picking up the gentle hint of evergreen. I'll, I'll give them that. I think mm. the more I drink this, oh, fish and now evergreen. And I'm not. I don't think I'm getting evergreen. I'm getting a little bit. I, you know. But I'm I'm I am perplexed by the sugared tropical fruit. I mean that to me just sounds like I can't remember if it was our first or second podcast. Maybe it was the introduction. We were joking about how um, you know wine tasters create all of these crazy. Oh, I think it was probably the first episode. All these you know. Our introduction was much more sensible and scripted. just these crazy descriptions. And I, like I said, there's you're never going to convince me. That there is a hint of sugared tropical fruit. I will give them the buttery mouthfeel because it is pleasant. And I, I am picking up a gentle hint of evergreen, but I'm not. Now, I'm going to say I think I can... Again, it's, it's very subtle. Almost like dried papaya. If you've ever had dried papaya chunks, it's just oh, you're just, just a... you're just making that up. Come on, you're just <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dr- wow, dried papaya. <laughs> <sighs> That's it. Yeah, I've been outed. I'm just pretentious. <laughs> dried papaya. No, that's fair. I, I I've never had dried papaya. You said it smelled like fish, <laughs> yeah. and you said it looked like urine. So we've. <laughs> We've come I don't know what to do with this tea. Like, it's not... It's not bad. I would drink it. You know, I, we're getting a little... We're probably a little early for the, the rating yet. But I would drink it if offered. I think what gives me pause is I feel like for how expensive it is. Like, is there something we're missing? Because one of the... Th- we didn't talk about this before we brewed the tea, but I, I one of the things that intrigued me about this was it said that the tea was pan-fired. And so I have discovered through doing this podcast that just because it says green tea, it does not mean that the tea is actually green. Yes, yes. So um, most I've of... I've also reached that... Is that like yellow belt in tea drinking? Yes, yeah. yes. green tea is not literally green. Like, yes. Yeah, so we have been outed that while we might, we call it, we call our podcast expertise, but we are learning as we go. Yeah. That's what we're seeking, not what we're bringing. So, so we had mentioned before in a previous episode when we had a green tea that um, black tea is... The, the tea leaves are fully oxidized. And there's a spectrum there where green tea tends to be more on the non-oxidized spectrum. A pan-fired tea is a process. Generally, pan-fired or steaming tea 
um, will allow you to prevent the oxidation process. So when a tea is pan-fired, it means that um, they have done it to prevent oxidation to keep it a green tea. But in the pan-firing process, the, um, the leaves are browned. So even though it says that it's a green tea, as Simon and I have discovered, it actually looks more of a dark brown. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what I think is missing from this tea. I think we need to, because I've got half a cup left. I've, I'm tempted to run back out to the kitchen and brew this for much longer than that three minutes that we originally gave it. It's like, it's hinting at hmm. pleasant flavors. Okay. It's hinting at being a very pleasant tea to drink, but it's just coming in under that that ceiling and and you know we've we've learned with the the descriptions from the uh, Upton tea folks that uh they they are a little flowery yeah. in their uh, their prose so and, and that's fine but uh this just feels like it needs to be brewed longer so what you're saying is the the steeping directions that Upton tea provides it's like the pirate's code they're more guidelines than they are rules that maybe we could, you know. Well, it could be. On the other hand, uh, didn't we, for that rooibos, we brewed that for eight minutes and there was still relatively little. That, that, was, that was low on the flavor. Yeah, this might be all we get. Now, the other thing I wonder, too, is might a higher temperature make a difference? That maybe if we raise the temperature a little bit, we might get a little bit more... Out yeah, of the that's, leaves. that's a risk, though. Do you, for as much as I'm paying for this, I don't know. If I'm gonna you do. don't want to. You don't want to scorch or overheat the leaves. Correct. I mean, there's probably a reason that it's the, that it's one seventy. Green tea is recommended at this. Yeah, generally season. a lower temperature. Yeah. Uh, so okay, I feel like my inner tea nerd needs to make sure we get this in before we get to our rating and we wrap up this episode. I. Um, we talked about pan-fired, which was one of the interesting elements. This is why I wanted us to drink this tea. The other thing was the Colombian part of this, because generally, Simon, I don't know about you, but when I think of Colombian, I think of coffee. I don't think of tea. And drug lords. And drug lords. Yes, but, but mostly coffee. But mostly <laughs> coffee and drug lords. Um, so um, my father had an exchange trip when he was in the British Royal Navy with a Colombian ship. Ah. And he was hoping to come back with you know, some wonderful Colombian coffee because he took them some lovely English tea. They sent him back with uh, instant coffee because apparently in Colombia, I have no idea how this occurred, instant coffee is a thing. They, they, they love instant coffee in Colombia. Sad. That, that just does not compute in my brain. They probably, anyway. they probably drink Lipton tea as well. <sighs> so, um, so <laughs> if you, you could, we can't, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but Colombian, the, the Colombian culture focusing on uh, coffee only recently in the last 50 years or so has um, gotten into tea. So, um, just an interesting little side note. That's so interesting. I, in your research, did, did you find any reasons why, or are they just... I guess diversity is I good. I think they just wanted to, yeah, to get into it. Um, well, you it can is grow tea in all kinds of places. Should it we is, start they, our own Dodgeville tea? Yeah, they, they, um, 
From what I have seen, it is mostly grown in the Andes Mountains region of Colombia, which has a volcanic soil, rich in minerals and nourished by pure mountain streams, producing rich, high-quality tea. We're a little low on mountains around here. So as as we're drawing to a close here, I think we do need to, to have a rating on this tea. I would point out, I think both of us are, are close to being done, which I think is somewhat of a good sign. Might just be me desperate to get a flavor out of this. That's... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually enjoying this. Uh, so we've already established that it scores above one. And I would say it's... I don't least... know it's going to be an everyday tea, so it's going to be below four. Correct. I got to admit, I'm I'm pretty disappointed because I think, based on the the price, and I think based on what we were sold on, this falls this really falls short. I think it 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 feels like a tea that was watered down. Like I'm just not really getting a lot out of this. Kind of reminds me of my childhood school reports lots of potential but not actualized yeah I, I, I'm thinking I can't even give this a three because even a three would just say like you know I would have this again even if it's not an everyday tea I would look forward to having it or would want to have it again it's just not there for me hmm I was kind of leaning three-ish. What are you leaning? I'm probably going to say like a two and a half or a two seven five, like almost, but just not quite. I mean, it's pleasant, but it just is lacking. Yes, it's like it meant well, but it didn't quite deliver. I, I don't know if it needed more brewing, but at that point, Price. I don't know we're going to buy anymore and try brewing it longer. So yeah, I would say based on the price and based on what was advertised, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the two and a half. I was pretty disappointed. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll go with the two and a half then. Uh, I, I, I was leaning three, but but you're right. For the price, that's that's an awful lot of not quite. Yeah, I agree. So two and a half it is then. All right. Okay. Well, I sorry, uh, Upton peeps. <laughs> yeah, you've done well for us so far, and this one certainly wasn't bad. We did not spit it out, but um, just did not come in quite as delivered. So. Listeners, we thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode of the Expertise Podcast, and we look forward to uh, joining you again soon.